You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? I think uh, <clears throat> for this uh, week's episode, we'll do a uh, whole episode dedicated strictly to crocheting. <laughs> crocheting? Crocheting, yes. Uh, That's I a mean, bold we choice. Did, we did a full sports episode, so uh, <laughs> let's take it the polar opposite end of the spectrum and uh, do some uh, needlework. Listen, some, uh, I'm about it. But I'm curious to know what our listeners will think, and the Pod Squad will think about an entire episode devoted to the art of crocheting. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? Ah, good, man. I'm uh, feeling better than that guy who jumped on stage with Dave Chappelle last night. Oh. See that? I saw it at the gym this morning, and I have a lot of questions. And yeah. I'd, apparently, uh, they said the guy was armed. Is that actual? Is is that accurate? It's like what that. What I heard was the guy had a gun that had it was like a wasn't a real gun, but it was a gun that like had a knife in it where you hit the thing and the knife pops out. Kind of like you know fake comb that's fake knife knife that's a comb. <laughs> I don't know something something goofy. He had like a gun, but it was actually a knife. That's no. No idea. Why? No like idea. it's that sounds totally fucking ineffective. But I saw them kick nah. the shit out of that guy. Like no wonder Dave Chappelle works out now. That guy is a fucking machine. Yeah, yeah. The guy hit Dave Chappelle and just bounced off him like Wiley e. Coyote bouncing off the side of a building. You know. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I don't know what would possess somebody to do that and think they're just going to get away with it. You know. But. Uh, I just I, I also saw like video of them loading up the guy on the gurney to put him in the ambulance and he was bent and twisted like a South Philly pretzel. It was just whew. those guys aren't fucking around, man. I'm no. telling you, those guys will beat the shit out, especially somebody like Dave Chappelle and the, yeah. the security and stuff that they have. I mean, that's that's crazy that somebody would attempt that. Now let me ask you a question. Since we're yeah. talking about it, since we're starting on the show this way. Do you think that that's a direct result of the Will Smith controversy? Nah. I, really, I don't want to dig that up again and, and retread tires there, but do you think nah. that's why someone did that? Nah, people have been 
going at comedians for forever, you know? I mean, it's happened before. So, I mean, yeah, people are just, uh, you know, anybody who wants to make a correlation between that and the Will Smith, which is funny because Chris Rock was there last night. And, like, there's a video on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Um, not YouTube, Twitter. Fucking, you know, Dave Chappelle saying something. Rock comes out on stage. He goes, was that Will Smith? <laughs> and the crowd pops. Yeah. So huge. You know, that was like his really, I guess his real first acknowledgement of the Will Smith incident. But yeah, I, that, that, that's like, you know, back in the day, people, you know, saying heavy metal records force people to kill themselves. Right. People make decisions, you know, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, people. I, there, there's videos out there from, you know, years or decades ago of people going after shit. Joe Rogan got on stage with Carlos Mencia and just punked him out. You know, you know that one time. So, I know. I will never forget where I was the first time I watched Joe Rogan punk Carlos Mencia. That shit yeah. was absolutely classic in the tank Mencia's career. You know, I have my I have my opinions now. Basically. Now on, I have my opinions now on Joe Rogan and, you know, obviously we're not going to get into it here, but I, nah, I, nah, nah, nah. I absolutely love that he did that. I mean, that's like, yeah. you know, you're stealing somebody's shit, dude. You're, you're literally, we can, we can tangibly prove that you're taking someone's material and then yeah. Rogan comes on stage to stage to confront you. And then you just try to lie your way out of it. I, I thought that was, you know, a little bit of street justice, that. which was great. Yeah. That. And then, um, Louis C.K., you know, pretty much punked out Dane Cook for stealing his bits. Oh, but, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, the I'm going to tie this one in uh, because this is going to be awesome. But, uh, well, actually, no, hold on. Um, I was trying, because there's a new George Carlin documentary coming out. Yes. I, that, that, I want to talk about it in a second, but we're talking about, like, people notoriously uh, when Dennis Leary... Just took all of Bill Hicks' fucking material. Isn't that disappointing? Like when you think yeah. about Dennis Leary, because I kind of like Dennis Leary for the stuff he does with like the firefighters and things like that. Like he, yeah, he seems like he does a lot does, of good. And I loved him in Demolition Man. Yeah. And, you know, Rescue Me was a great show, but like you find yeah. out how much of shit he like he literally hijacked Bill Hicks's entire everything. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to say, oh well, there's you know only so many. Uh, scenarios that you can riff off of and stuff like that, but like Dennis Leary's "No Cure for Cancer" album is Bill Hicks's greatest hits. I mean, like it's one thing to riff off one thing, you know, that everybody does, you know, that's you know, but like a whole album of everything somebody else has already done. Yeah, and the fact that like once Bill Hicks passed away, tell me, show me another. Dennis Leary special that happened after Bill Hicks passed away. You know, that's why, you know, oh, well, I guess I'll get into acting now. You know, so it's just like, you know, a hell of a coincidence. They used to be, <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, because I've, I've read some stuff about this, but they used to be friends at some point, right? Hicks and Leary, they were, they were buddies or I, something. I, I can't remember. I do not know. I so, do not know. Don't fact check me on that pod squad. By the way, shout out to the but, pod squad. Uh, before we continue yeah. to do this, Pod Squad, go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning right now. Become a member of the Pod Squad and see our beautiful beautiful faces, not brutal for phrases, because it's my first day with my new mouth. 
but see our beautiful faces each and yeah. every week on Mirror Cart the Show. Uh, no, I, I just, I was so disappointed I'm when I Kenton found out. <laughs> Do you have any extra lips? Uh, uh, I was yeah. super disappointed <laughs> when I found out that Leary was such a hijacker, but also too, like one thing that I- That's a good I, word. That's a good word. What's that? That's a, that's a good word for it. One thing I was surprised to find out after he died was Robin Williams used to take people's materials too. He used yeah, to, he was the, notorious for, they used to have a shtick for him at the, the comedy store in Hollywood. When Robin the rumor would enter, is, what's that? The room. The rumor was when Robin Williams entered the room, people would get off stage. Well, not only that, but they would also flash the lights in the back of the like the the like the the green room or whatever the holding room for the comedians. Yeah. They would turn the lights on and off to let them know that Robin Williams was there and to save any of the material that they were working on. Which is like, that's like, come on, man! Like you clearly <laughs> have a brain for this kind of stuff. Like it's not yeah. as if you're, you know. Um, but yeah, I just, so who would you say is the worst offender, I guess of the three, you know, excluding Robin Williams, uh, Dane Cook, Carlos Mencia, and, uh, Dennis Leary, who would you say is your, the, the worst for you, the worst offender of the three? Dennis Leary, I would think just because, I mean, people have done YouTube videos of like, here's Bill Hicks's thing. Here's Dennis Leary's thing. And when they showed the Dennis Leary thing, it's all from one special. Yeah. It's that no cure for cancer special. Uh, you know, Bill Hicks was doing this guy smoking on stage, talking about, you know, smoking and all this stuff. And then Dennis Leary does the whole thing with the smoke. And then I don't want to go bit for right, bit. Right. But it's out there. And it's like, holy shit. And like, <clears throat> there's a great clip of Bill Hicks on the Dennis Miller show when he had that mm. short run Fox talk show. Yeah. Where they make uh, a ver make reference to uh, Dennis Leary. He's like, yep, uh, you know, I stole all of Dennis Leary's material. I just happened to do it before him and, you know, put it in a box and wrap it up for him and <laughs> give it to him as a, as a present or something <laughs> like that. And Dennis Miller loses his shit laughing. <laughs> Everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew, you know. It wasn't hard to see. It's crazy though how frequent that stuff happens. And, and I promise we're going to get into Carlin because I really want to talk about that. But yeah. um, one of the things I noticed too, like, and I, I sort of have opinions or beefs with this or whatever you want to call it, but even in music, right? The rumor, and, and let, me, let me paraphrase all of these things by saying sure. that I'm not actually accusing anyone of, of uh, plagiarism or forgery or anything else like that or, you know, stealing um, because that's not my place to say it. But, you know, there are definitely coincidences and certain sounds that sound the same. Like one of a real famous one recently within the past 10, 12 years was Sam Smith's uh, Stay With Me. And yeah. apparently it was so similar to Tom Petty's, uh, what was the name of the song that he did? Um, I Won't Back Down. Won't Back Down. I think the story that I remember hearing was that Tom Petty's people or Tom Petty called them. And we're like, hey, listen, this is basically my song. So Sam Smith did the right thing and was like, holy shit, you're right here's a writing credit for you and your guys. And they split the difference and like nothing ever came from it because he did the right thing, right? Yeah. But now you have Ed Sheeran who's been accused of, of lifting a lot of music. Really? Ed I Sheeran's been accused I of lifting most of his like big hits. Um, there's YouTube videos out there that, that the similarities, but the biggest one, I think that- I know what I'll be doing tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm gonna go back and check them out. Uh, but the, I guess the most famous one recently was um, was Robin Thicke with Blurred Lines and Marvin Gaye's yeah. Got to Give It Up. Now, yeah. 
for me, when I listen to that, it's similar. It's like yeah. undeniably similar. But yeah. I don't know if I would go as far as to say it was outwardly stolen. You know, because you're not talking about Robin Thicke, right? You're talking about Pharrell, the producer, Pharrell Williams from the Neptunes and right. NERD. Yeah. It's definitely inspired by, but it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily stolen. Have you heard those records put back and forth together? Are you familiar with that? That whole process? Yeah. What do yeah, you, I, I, what, what do you think? Definitely familiar. They're definitely, uh, they're definitely cousins. Right. You know, so to speak. Yeah, but, uh, and the thing is, I, I love both songs. They come on and <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, uh, very, I dance very uncoordinatedly. Um, and then Mrs. Meanie smacks me and I stop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Knock it off. <laughs> Embarrass me. We're in shop right. Uh <clears throat> definitely uh similar. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, I I definitely hear something there. Dude, I was listening to uh, I forget, I wish I wish I could remember. I wish I thought to look. I had Pandora on the other day. And the song this one song came on. I could have sworn it was fucking Cody Rhodes' ring music. And it really? was something totally different. I was just like Dude, I should. I wish I could have just went over, went over, and you know, did a screenshot of the uh, the song just to figure out who it was. But like, it's it's weird how many songs sound like. Uh, who's the uh, who does that song? Uh, Fix you. Oh, that is that Coldplay. Uh, Coldplay, them and Joe Santriani had a, a thing back and forth. You know, a couple oh, yeah. years ago, where where. Uh, yeah, you know, Coldplay was accused of uh, lifting, you know, the uh, Joe Santriani song. And if you play those back and forth, it's like, you know, come on. And and then uh, most fa- what what what, there, what so uh it was one of those bands like Franz Ferdinand or something like that did a song that was basically a Tom Petty song too. Really? And yeah, um, and it's bumming me out. I can't think of it. And uh, and Tom was just like, you know, whatever. But yeah. uh, then uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers did. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, did Chili Peppers did a song was that was basically Ma- uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance, Tom Petty's. Mm. A lot of people lived in Tom Petty. Yeah, you know, it yeah, seems it sounds like, like it recently, but yeah, but uh, yeah, just it's crazy, you know, I'm how f- you know people just you know lift shit like that, and uh, it's fascinating, so, you know. <laughs> I guess I guess the most famously one would would be uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, have you seen the, Have you seen all that with Led Zeppelin with the you know, lifting songs from like Joan Baez and all the blues singers to where they got sued and they had to give writing credit and stuff like that. So. I'm I'm familiar with a little bit of that. I uh, you know I got to go back and and sort of deep dive on that, but I'm familiar. I knew yeah. that there was always kind of this rumbling that that Zeppelin was lifting pieces of material from them. Um, yeah, Ed Sheeran. Actually, I was I was looking this up as as you were talking. Ed, yes, Sheeran, yes. Ed Sheeran was accused of plagiarizing the song "Shape of You," and he actually won his case. And now he films all of his songwriting sessions in order to prove that he's not stealing anything. So That's smart. I, it's a smart way to do it. I mean, I don't blame him. Um, but yeah. for but Pharrell's um, uh, deposition for the the blurred lines case, he was basically the 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 attorney for the gay Marvin Gaye estate was asking him questions about bluegrass music. And he's like, I'm not here to teach you music. Like, I'm not here to teach you about musical composition and things like that. So like, 
I, it's hard because it feels like there's a there's that weird dynamic. There's a weird line to that, right? Where you can accuse someone of stealing something, but also have it sound as a, a you know similar. Like when does when does sampling stop and plagiarism begin? You know, and I think that's that was sort of what that case was about. But you know, at least to me anyway. But I don't know. I yeah. There's too many. There's too many uh, references to count. But I definitely should. I would invite you to check out some of the stuff on YouTube about Ed Sheeran's. Um, uh, accused lifting. Um, but one thing that is not lifted and that I'm excited about is, yeah. the, is the George Carlin documentary, man. Holy fucking shit. The first thing I did when I saw that trailer at the gym, I sent it right over to the Blue Mini. And you did. Wow. I can't wait. Uh, I won't lie. I kind of got a little, uh, fuck, I almost got fucking weepy eyed just saying I got weepy eyed. Yeah. <clears throat> but holy shit, the, uh, the trailer for the new George Carlin documentary, talk about, you know, without going into detail, like how relevant it is to right now. Holy shit. Real, like, you know, like incredibly relevant to current today. Yeah. Bullet, like the bullet points they're showing in the fucking trailer. I'm like, that's, that's happening right now. Yeah. That's, right fucking now and uh holy shit i can't wait to see it uh long overdue uh there's other doc there's another documentary out there called gee he was just here a minute ago uh <laughs> which is reference to what george carlin wanted on his headstone yep well <laughs> he died but, anyway yeah 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 I, he was just here a minute, just well, here a minute well, ago it, di it, it didn't help <laughs> i just saw him yesterday yeah. well, it yeah. didn't help and then, well, maybe, maybe you seen him yesterday is the reason why he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so good, man! Uh, Fucking best. Oh my god, I can I I could go on and on about yeah. George Carlin, but talk. Like I'll, I've said it before, and I'll say it eight hundred million more times. I when George Carlin, there's two people who I cried harder for than any of my members. Any member of my family, and that was George Carlin, and Eddie Van Halen. You know, yeah. just George Carlin, Eddie Van Halen, Bill Hicks changed the way I, I view the world, and uh, you know how I feel about things and stuff like that. And like, which I've kind of learned to keep to myself. You know, because <laughs> you know, uh, I feel for those people who feel like the need to argue online every day. It's just like. Uh, you're not going to change that person's opinion. No. That other person's not going to change your opinion. And you just wasted like nine hours and probably destroyed a friendship over it. So it's just like, uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm, what, what I love about George Carlin is he did not discriminate. He went after, this is the most political I'll get. He went after George Bush the same way he went after Bill Clinton, he went after Bill Clinton. The same way he went after George Bush, he went after everybody equally. And uh, you know, uh, he he was the voice of the little man, yeah. So to so to speak, you know, just uh, and pointed stuff out. You know what I'll do every now and then is I'll go on YouTube and I'll YouTube George Carlin reaction videos and I'll watch people watch George Carlin for the first time. And it makes me appreciate George Carlin even that much more. Yeah, I'll do the same thing with music I like too. To watch people who've never heard music that I like 
listen to it the first time, it makes me reappreciate the music I already like. So, right. <clears throat> George Carlin, huge influence on my life. Uh, and then, well, I'm not the only one. I'm, there's countless people, you know, but, <clears throat> you know, uh, HBO's putting out the documentary, which is odd because a lot of his stand-ups kind of disappeared from the platform. Like, if you go to, you know, look for it, it's not there anymore. But hopefully with this documentary comes out, with the documentary coming out, they reload, you know, his specials to the uh, HBO uh, streaming service. So uh, when did you first hear George Carlin? Uh, I was, oh God. Um, so I had no like oversight as a child. So I was listening to Howard Stern <laughs> when I was like eight or nine, you know, like absolutely yeah. porn stars and all kinds of shit. Like definitely things an eight-year-old should hear, right? Um, yeah. I was probably a teenager, I'd say, when I first heard George Carlin stuff. Like I knew about him through like Bill and Ted. Like I knew that he yeah. was an actor, right? Yeah. Um, I knew he was uh, Mr. Conductor as well. So, because um, he he was Mr. Conductor on Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, yes, and what was the other movie? Dogma was one of my favorites. I still have the Buddy Christ up here as well. But I was probably, <laughs> I was probably, I don't know, 11 or 12 the first time I heard him. Um, and I just remember being blown away by him and being like, yeah, this guy's fucking right. Like everything is bullshit, you know? And, and um, there's something that's very unique about the way that he speaks. Again, like, and again, not to get political, but it's hard not to touch on certain things when you talk about Carlin. Um, but one of the things that, that cracks me up a lot um, is <laughs> when folks of a certain political party will use Carlin to reinforce uh, <laughs> things that they say, which are the exact opposite of the context and the nuance that Carlin was using. George Carlin was right. a fuck, George Carlin was a hippie, and he hated like I don't even want to say his name, but he hated forty five. There's there's video yeah. of him talking about forty five out there before he was forty five, right. and right. Carlin was for the little man. He was for the people. Yeah. And there was something unique and exciting and fun about his takes on everything in the world, you know, for everything from, you know, abortion to, you know, the sun and Joe and worshiping Joe Pesci, which I'll, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll still hit people with the Joe bless you. Um, Joe bless you. Joe bless you. And, and also with you, uh, which they've changed now apparently to end with your spirit. So as, as the end of the show, we should end every show going forward with a Joe bless you. And with your spirit, um, but sounds like a plan. <laughs> actually, it's made so it technically would be made. May Joe be with you and with your spirit. But anyway, I digress. Um, no, I think there's so many things, like you said, there's so many things that are still so culturally relevant and so important about what he says now. It's almost like George Carlin, in a lot of ways, is like the comedy version of Tupac Shakur. So if you go back <laughs> and listen to a Tupac Shakur yeah. record. A lot yeah. of the things that he's talking about in those records are still incredibly relevant today. And he's been yeah. dead for 25, 30 years, you know? And um, Carlin's been my favorite comedian for as long as I can remember. Um, and I think the abrasiveness and the rawness of what he says, he never, never sugarcoats anything. So I think uh, for me, it's like, you know, there's no, one, there's no one who did it better. Nobody who did it better than Carlin. Maybe Richard Pryor is probably up there but for a whole different reason. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're cut from the same cloth, but they're very, they're, they're very different in most ways. Yeah. Which is funny. Uh, yeah. Like anybody from, you know, my generation and a little bit older, like everybody's got to do like a, who's better, you know? Yeah. Uh, who's on your Mount Rushmore uh, of comedians, blue meanie. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Mag uh, who's better? Mag 
you know, back in the day, it was Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. <clears throat> Nowadays, they got to invent ones with, you know, Michael Jordan and LeBron when it's obviously Michael Jordan. Clearly uh, Michael Jordan. But back in the day, it was George Carlin or, what do you like, George Carlin or Richard Pryor, you know? Why not both? And uh, why can't you like both? You know, I'm a guy who likes both eras of Van Halen. Well, here's, here's something we can tie back into the wrestling world. Why can't we like WWE and AEW? Sure. There's things about yeah. both promotions that I think could be done way better, but that doesn't mean I don't, I can't watch both. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't and know, the funny dude. Thing is the, the people who claim to hate WWE and go online and complain about them incessantly yes. online don't realize that they're actually helping them by complaining about them because they're keeping them... You know, you type WWE into the the fucking Twitter bot, and uh, you know that that causes a trend. Yeah, I can think of two and, people specifically off the top of my head who I would know. Yeah, who who do yeah. that? That's it's like their bread and butter. That's their. It seems like it's their their. That's their livelihood is just to shit all over a or WWE, which is fine. I mean, if that's what yeah. you want to do, that's totally up to you. But no one is forcing you to watch that programming. No. No one is forcing you. Right. Imagine uh, forcing yourself to watch something you hate every week and talk about how much you hate it. What? There's so many, there's so much more th things I'd, I'd rather be fucking doing than yeah. watching something I fucking hate. Go outside. You know, I, touch grass, yeah. breathe the air, touch consensual yeah. cheeks, sir. Do something <laughs> different. <laughs> Shout out to but Northwest yeah. C for that one. Touching consensual cheeks is something you should be doing instead of complaining online about yeah. wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, George Carlin's the best, man. He uh, is my A number one. Uh, then Bill Hicks, you know, uh, and then there's plenty of others. I'm, I'm blanking right now, but I'm, I'm due to get like a George Carlin tattoo. I, I was to. just going to say that, dude. I've been, <laughs> yeah. hopefully I'm going to try this summer. That's going to be my gig. My goal is to save up enough cash because I have room on my left calf over here. Maybe we'll do that together. Let's save up. Let's, uh, let me save up some cash. What are we going to do? Hold hands? <laughs> I mean, if you'd like to, I, listen, I'm totally fine with that. I'm cool with that. No, but I definitely, uh, we'll, I've thought we'll about that for a pinkies. long time is getting a, a Carlin tattoo on my leg, but. Where are you going to get yeah, yours? I, just thought, I don't know. I, this, I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's not going to be the seven words. <clears throat> no. Um, <coughs> ship his cunt cock, sucker, motherfucker, fart, turd, and... Tits. Plot. Oh, I forgot I forgot tits. Yeah. I, I can't forget tits. But uh, ship his cock, ship his cunt cock, sucker, motherfucker, tits, and then he added fart, turd, and twat. So, which... Uh, <laughs> Here it is. We're going to look them up right now. This is a 1972 monologue. Words in order that Carlin used them are shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Mm -hmm. And I believe I'm checking it out right now. Was there anything more jarring than watching uh, Stephen Colbert uh, recite the seven dirty words? Because I don't think I've ever heard the man swear before, at least not that blue. No. He is, he is fucking ivory soap. Fucking pure. <laughs> I, I I could never like he could be the new Bob Saget as far yeah. as you know. I, I call Ian Riccoboni the Bob Saget of pro wrestling because <laughs> he's so pure. But if you talk to him one on one, he'll hit you with a zinger. You're like, Ian, yeah, <laughs> sir, you know, just, sir, this is a sir. Wendy's. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the first time I heard George Carlin was uh, Car- Carlin at Carnegie. Yeah. Um, and again, it's amazing. I said this to somebody yesterday. Uh, it's amazing my, gr- my grandparents let me watch. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you know, my mom, you know, was my mom. She was an authority figure too, but like I was more scared of my grandparents for every reason. I guess because they were my mom's parents. Yeah. You know, well, at least my grandma was. Um, but holy shit, you know, you just watch it and you're like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like uh, his something as simple as cats and dogs. Yeah. You know, you ever realize when you scratch a dog here, this leg goes like that? And it stops when you stop. Holy shit, I'm in complete control of this dog. Just like, and that's that, that's that's the bug that bit me was Carlin at Carnegie. Yeah. I, I, I watch it. I swear to God, there's, they do a cutscene to a guy in the crowd and it's Steve Perry from Journey with a Mustache. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> just like there's like an episode of... Uh, Evening at the Improv, and I swear they cut to somebody in the crowd, and I swear it's Anthony Kiedis. Oh, no shit. They're, 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 yeah, there's somebody in the crowd. I'm like, fuck. I tried to rewind it, and it was Hulu, and their rewind yeah. thing is fucking stupid. I couldn't fucking get a good screenshot. I was like, that's what? That was fucking Anthony Kiedis. I know who teenager. that is. Yeah, motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> Carlin and Carnegie, yeah, that was my entry point into George Carlin, and I watched that. Like back in the day when you could go rent videos, yeah, I'd rent it, you know, and <coughs> copy them. And then um, <coughs> you coughing like I am just now. I got something stuck in my throat there. That was a little bit yeah. of a cough. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's the fucking season, man. I, yeah. everybody's got the cough. Oh, this but, is the uh, shits right now, man. It's terrible. Two years ago, I'd fucking throw a sack over you and fucking hide you, you know, somewhere. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the. I'm in the Walmart with a fucking medical mask on and, and rubber gloves that I use to wash dishes with. And the first person <laughs> I fucking hear coughing in the aisle, I'm running the other way. I'm like, "What the fuck yeah. are you doing outside?" Yeah. Spraying with the yeah. hose. This guy in aisle three, over by the yeah. butter. Q flight of the bumblebee. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, George Carlin, Carlin and Carnegie, then Carlin on campus. Yeah, uh, playing with your head. Uh, a few of them, man. They're, they're all what great, am I? But... What am I doing in New Jersey? Doing it again? Jamming it in New York? <laughs> I want um, a T-shirt of the "What Am I Doing in New Jersey" album cover because oh, he's man. just standing there, like, you know. <laughs> that one was for Patreon. I can literally hear him. What am I doing in New Jersey? Yeah, and you know that was the day when you know HBO. Yeah, you, you had to have an opening skit. Yeah. to your comedy special, and the "What Am I Doing in New Jersey" was like George. Taking a cab to the building, and the cab drivers talk about, yeah, this, this, you know, talk about how the state of New Jersey's obsessed with sex or something like. There's middle sex, suck sex, Cherry Hill, you know. <laughs> I don't even know why I remember that because, like, I always fast forward through the fucking opening skits. It's just like, oh, yeah. let's get to. Nah. The, but or, or, you know, later on, George would just would just be just George walking out on stage, which was yep. awesome. Like. The 90s is like kind of like when it is maybe what am I doing in New Jersey? And then into the 90s is when George became, you know, fucking, I don't want to say angry George, but holy shit. He, uh, he reinvented himself. He did. Time and time again. 
You said he was like the Tupac. I also, I'll, I will also say he was the Willie Nelson kind of. Yeah. Because both of them started off suit, tie, hair, you know, slick to the side with the Barbasol or whatever. Uh, or Burl cream, sorry. <clears throat> Tony, the feds are so far up my ass, I could taste Burl cream. Uh, <laughs> Uncle June. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, slowly they became counterculture. Yeah. The long hair, the beard, and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he he went from, you know, Ed Sullivan to, uh, you know, just, you know, being counterculture and, you know, stuff like that. I was, I'm, I'm so fortunate that I, got, I at least got to see him once. Oh, man. But unfortunately, it was on his last tour. Oh, you know, the uh, it It's was, Bad uh, For You one? 2008? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was doing the Tower Theater in Philly or Upper Darby nerds, uh, nerds. You know where you are. Uh, look, if you're within, you know, back then it was in ten. If you're in ten, that distance of you know three, six, and ten, which is our local channels, and twenty nine, uh, you're Philly. I yeah. Stop. Just yeah. Uh, yeah. But um. <laughs> Such a sidebar to take. Um, <laughs> We're in the weeds, folks. We're coming right back to you in just yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Pull me out. Pull me out. <laughs> While um, you're waiting. It's the shit. Yeah. I can't remember what regular air smells like. And we're back. Yes. Um, yeah, we were going to go see him at the Tower Theater. And there was an uh, uh, early show and a late show. And we're out, you know, we're drunk. So we're like, we'll go to the late, we'll go to the early show and then we'll go to the bar after. Thankfully, well... Thankfully, we picked the early show because they had canceled the night show. I think George was sick because mm. you could kind of tell he, you know, was like uh, on stage, like uh, on stage, like he had like a thing of tissues. He would like stop the cough and you know hold up the uh, tissue and go eBay, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, the cool thing about that is, when, like, my friend was the usher at the Tower Theater, and uh, me and Mrs. Mean are sitting there. So my flash is a flashlight. We go, huh? He goes, hmm, hmm, come over here. So we follow him, and there's seats, I want to say f between five or seven rows from the stage. Wow. <clears throat> he goes, if somebody comes for these seats, just go back to your seats. No problem. Nobody came for those seats. And uh, I got to set five rows from George wow. Carlin. Wow. Watching him, um, you know, just, it, it was basically the, it's bad for you. Uh, special, but mm. you know, with all the uh, the bonus stuff that didn't make the special, which was uh, awesome, and just to watch the words flow from his mouth, he was he was very rhythmic, very poetic. You know, uh, there's, a, ca there was the a cadence to him, the way he spoke and what he did. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, if you ever watched the special he did with John Stewart, Forty Years of Comedy, George Carlin, Forty Years of Comedy, which uh, if you go out on Amazon, they got the box set and it's on there. Totally worth it. But uh, yeah, he talks about like how he likes to speak in rhythms like da 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 you know, stuff like that, which is if you're a wrestling uh or a you know, a potential wrestler, that's a good lesson for cutting promos as well. To speak, you know, you know, bring them up, bring them down, da 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 you know, and stuff like that. But that's a whole other thing, you know, because uh, you know, as wrestlers, we get inspirations for everywhere from anywhere. 
you know, a lot of my meanie faces were George Carlin faces, you know, with the, you know, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> you know, you look at a George Carlin album cover, you know, that could be a potential uh, meanie face that I've made, you know. So half my facials were uh, George Carlin, the other half was my grandfather making faces at me as, as a kid in uh, my crib that I remember, you know, for whatever reason. But yeah, man, I can't wait for this fucking documentary. Yeah, uh, it comes out. May 20th, which is two days after my birthday. So that'll be my birthday present. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say it's May yeah. 20th. It's going to be on HBO Max. George Carlin's American Dream. Definitely check it out. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm probably going to pick up the box set as well because I can't find the Carlin specials fucking anywhere. Get the, so. get the box set on Amazon. It comes with... Um, it's like everything. Every, spe every special, but there's a bonus album that never came out. No shit. He did. He did a show. Listen yes, I know what you're going to say. Did go a ahead. show. He did a show the night before 9/11. Do you know what it's called? And it, I like it when a lot of people die. <laughs> and he talks about how all these people die in like a massive fucking event. And then 9/11. He basically. He basically. What, what was that? Uh, Who's the he Babe roofed it? He fucking pointed to where the fucking home run was going to go. <laughs> he Babe roofed nine eleven. Oh my god! Uh, I don't. I I would love to make that the episode title of this, but I don't know if that's a good George Carlin idea. Babe Ruth nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I gotta write that down. Oh my god! That is so good. I hope we don't get in trouble for that. George. I'm tempted. I'm gonna. George I'm right. Carlin, George Carlin, Babe Ruth, 9/11. There it is. So you can make sure you see it. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. I remember hearing clips of that. It was it like leaked on um, uh, YouTube or something. I was like, holy shit. Uh, well, I, they put it out and they put out the stereo. That it's in an album. Yeah, it's a CD here. It looks like there's um it yeah. I'm trying to look here. It's like all the DVDs and then there's Blu-ray copies of uh Life is Worth Losing, his last two specials, is Life is Worth Losing and It's Bad for You. Um if you get the box set, it comes with a poster too. Oh, dope. awesome. Yeah, it's the commemorative yeah. set here. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey goes, Oh no, what a tremendous title. Liking that comment, it's probably gonna happen. Um, can't wait for the kickback on this one, guys. Uh, but before we move off of Carlin here, one of my favorite, um, like it's a really like graphic standup is life is worth losing. Um, yeah. but he does something called a coast to coast emergency, which is like pretty much one of my favorite brain exercise material bits I've ever heard where he's like, imagine like yeah. a flood happens somewhere in the world and it turns into this fucking catastrophic event through the country. And like, it's, it's kind of like, the aristocrats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like the aristocrats. He just expands and extrapolates and blows this thing out and it becomes this massive fucking event. And I remember reading a piece about him. Maybe it was in Rolling Stone or one of them and they were talking about him practicing this bit and how he would just sit and he would be like, he would just let his brain just do it and he would write it down and come up with all these different ideas and come up with the most insane things possible. And I remember like, I can still go back and listen to it at six minutes and 50 seconds of just fucking glory and I just like that whole, uh, and then a modern man is when he, it's like a, almost like a poem the way he writes it, you know, and yeah. man, so much good shit on there, but definitely check out the documentary. Uh, like, like we said, George Carlin's American dream comes out May 20th on HBO and HBO max. 
Um, buy the box set. Buy the box set, yeah. Uh, Andy Schlichter from the Pod Squad also said, speaking of documentaries, Weird Al has a, uh, a new movie coming out starring Daniel Radcliffe. It is the, uh, the life's film about Weird Al Yankovic. Any, uh, any thoughts on that? Dude, I, I am the Weird Al Yankovic of professional wrestling with the, all the parodies, you know? Yeah. You know, me, Stevie Nova, the BWO, you know, parodies. You know, he, uh, Weird Al, man. I mean, you knew you were successful in the, in the music business of Weird Al did a parody of you, you know? Yeah. And, and most famously, uh, there's a story, uh, Weird Al wanted to do a Nirvana song so he, you know, uh, what's her name? Victoria Jackson, uh, the girl from, uh, the lady from uh, UHF, blonde he, hair. Yeah, I think it's Victoria Jackson is her name. Yeah. She was on Saturday Night Live and he called, you know, Victoria Jackson at Saturday Night Live. Hey, can you go get Kurt? You know, and she goes, gets Kurt Cobain, brings him back. And uh, Weird Al goes, hey, uh, yeah, can I, I, I was thinking about doing a parody of your song. And Kurt Cobain goes, yeah, it, that's cool. It's, is it going to be about food? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Um, uh, humble brag here. I was talking to Billy Corgan once. <clears throat> oh, wait, about, I, I'm uh, going to pick this up for you. It's the name you dropped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how it came up, but we we're talking about Weird Al. And then, like, he's like, you know, Weird Al had called him about using, um, bullet with butterfly, bullet with butterfly wings uh, as one of his songs. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Cool. And it turned out like one of my favorite things at Weird Al would do would, the, would be the polka medley. Yeah. Where you just do the mashup of all the different songs and he worked in Smashing Pumpkins uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings into one of his polka medleys which is to me is even cooler. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I, would, yeah. I, so I wish somebody would just do like a mega mix and put all the polka medleys together. And oh, see that how would long be pretty, they can go. That would be pretty cool, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 Weird Al. Fucking talk about a fucking innovator. You know, yeah. just uh, people think he just did parodies, but his regular songs were just as good, you know? So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to check that out. Um, I, uh, I I didn't know if it was going to be a movie movie or it's going to be a documentary, but so either I, way, I'll, I'm, yeah, I'm done to watch it. I know. Well, Schlichter said there's a documentary, but I know I know there's some kind of like a, what's the word? It's like a biopic, biopic uh, of uh, Weird okay. Al that that is Daniel Radcliffe from uh, from Harry Potter is in. So I'm not sure of the details on it, but um, there's I think a, everybody uses. I think everybody says bio, biopic at first. Is it? Yeah, is it biopic? I can't remember. I think it's, I think or, it's biopic. I think I can help solve this, Pam pan dilemma we're having here um i uh i'm excited for there was a record there was a cut on the record that uh weird al did with um coolio's the amish paradise it was called yes. since, you've, since you've been gone and it's like a it's like a barbershop quartet setup where he sings the harmonies in the background and he, he sings on top of it it's i don't think it's a parody song but it's, it's funny you know like it's got some bits in it but that's a fucking great record man i sing like every yeah. once in a while it'll pop into my head and i start singing it um, every year, every year we, uh, you know, me and Mrs. Meany drive to Connecticut for, well, not the so, last couple of years so much, but when we drive to Connecticut, we do Christmas in two states. We'll go to Connecticut, stay overnight, have Christmas breakfast with our family, drive to Jersey, have dinner with my family. Mm -hmm. uh, we make road trip mixes and Weird Al has a song, Christmas at Ground Zero, 
which is really good. And uh, there's one about the night Santa Claus went insane or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he turned Rudolph into reindeer sausage or something like that. But it, <laughs> he has a couple of good Christmas songs too, if you're ever looking for a good Christmas song for your uh, Christmas you know, mix. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to definitely yeah. look into it. Um, let me see one other quick thing. I'm just making sure I hit all the pod squad questions before. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Meanie. Would yes. you would you like to ask Meanie? I would love to. Ask me something. Don't forget to tweet us your questions at Mind of the Meanie using the hashtag ask Meanie and we will ask your questions on the show. We are going to pull up one here shortly, and I will give it to you in a moment, Meanie. Anything else you want to talk about before I ask this question? Um, no, nah, man. Uh, I like that we uh, went down the George Carlin route. Because yeah, me too. I don't know where I'd be without him. You know, him or Van Halen's music. Yeah, growing up, I seem to bring this up every time, but growing up severe asthmatic as a kid, uh, a lot of time alone. Because uh, I couldn't, couldn't play any other kids' reindeer games. And, uh, Ed, you know, Eddie Van Halen, George Carlin got me through a lot of shit and uh, kept me laughing, you know, kept my mind off of what was going on. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we got to, uh, you know, celebrate. Absolutely. I, uh, I, anytime I can talk about George Carlin, I'm all about it. Uh, ads here. I found the question for you. Uh, we'll do one question today. Uh, ads wants to know the birds, go birds, had three first round picks. The 19th got traded to the Saints for their 2023 first rounder. I'm sure you already knew that. I'm just a pain. Sorry, but I love the episode. What do you think about them trading out that 19th pick to the Saints for the 2023 first rounder? It's going to be amazing. Um, <clears throat> also, shout out to my boys at Fourth and John. Fourth and John. Uh, fourth and John. There's a, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, go to YouTube, find Fourth and John, click subscribe. Those are my boys. Um, you know, Gail, Hollywood Hearns, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, my boy Lucky uh, Prime. He, he's the guy who gave me the, um, the Optimus Prime mask that's half BWO, half Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I hopped on their, uh, they were on draft night and uh, they had me come on. I did a run in on their live stream, uh, I believe night two. But uh, <clears throat> shout out to them. You know, it was kind of them to have me on. Uh, dude, Howie's been pretty masterful with uh, uh, draft capital. That's the word I'm looking for. He has a, he had a lot of draft capital. Uh, going to into this year's draft, we have three first round picks, and we used one, or or we used none of them, but we you know we traded up to uh, you know get a defensive lineman, and then um, we used the other one to uh, get AJ. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't even talk about this. They 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 got AJ Brown from the fucking Tennessee Titans, which for a first and a yeah. third. Which is fucking amazing to get a quality. Yeah, sorry, folks, we're going down this rabbit hole real quick. Uh, you know, it's amazing that the Eagles used a first and a third to get Adrian Brown from the fucking Tennessee Titans. When you think of what Miami gave, gave up, gave to Kansas City, yeah, to uh, to get Hill. 
They gave they gave up like maybe five picks, six picks to get one player in Miami. Eagles gave up a first and a third. Yeah. So that was fucking amazing. Uh, trade into the Saints uh, for our first round there next year. It'll be uh, fun to uh, root against the Saints next year, I guess, you know. You know, just, you know, because, you know, the, the worse they do, the better we do. So uh, who knows? Uh, they got Tywin Math- Ty- Tyron Matthews, Honey Badger, uh, hmm. which I wish the Eagles would have got, but uh, I'm sure Howie's not done, <clears throat> you know, uh, collecting folks, you know, collecting pieces to the Eagles puzzle. But, um, well, I think I mean, they get a first-round pick for next year. Fine. You know, we... You know, we lost Carson Wentz, but it turned out, you know, we got like, they, they turned the Carson Wentz trade into like almost like four first round, you know, for four number one. So, yeah, uh, I, li- I like everything they did th- this year. You know, uh, people criticize them getting a center, but uh, the center they drafted in round two was, you know, picked, handpicked by Jason Kelsey to be a successor. So there's no more higher praise than the ultimate eagle you know, picking you know the guy who's a going to replace him and b he's going to uh, mentor him. Yeah, uh, this will probably be Jason Kelsey's last year. I'm sure. So it'll be like an internship. You know, yeah. When somebody's about to retire and they go, okay, this is how we do business here. You know, so it'll, it'll be good. Um, yeah, but train with the Saints to get another number one next year. Which you know, who knows if they even use both of them. You know. They could use one to trade out and to get an extra second rounder, or you know, you know, it's, it's amazing. They had three first round picks, and you're like, oh, you know, in five years you're going to have to, you know, pay these guys, you know, you know, first rounders money. But no, we, you know, used that draft capital to, you know, we got a a a, a battle tested wide receiver out of it. We got a a wrecking ball on our defensive line. Uh, we got a center who loves to run downfield and beat the shit out of cornerbacks. Uh, oh my god, we got fucking. Uh, oh my god, uh, fuck, I'm I'm fucking blanking. Uh, third round pick, third round pick, third round pick. Oh, who was it that they picked in the third round? Hold on, I'm gonna Google he, he, it. Go Google, Google uh, machine. Right oh now. my god, I feel, I feel like such a fucking fraud right now. Third round pick. We can edit this to make me sound smart. N'Kobe Dean. Yeah, I almost said Debo Samuel because that's who we're looking at. Mm. N'Kobe Dean, the best defensive player in the whole draft for whatever reason from the championship Georgia you know, college team, best defensive player in, in college football last year, somehow falls to the third round on rumors that you know he has medical issues. Huh. And not only do they draft him in the third round when he could have went in the top 10, but he's like, nah, I'm fine. I don't know where all these rumors came about that I had a medical issue. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, tell my mom, hey, none of this is true. Now, if he comes into this year healthy and ready to play, yeah, that's a fucking steal, you know? That capital, his, yeah. his capital is going to just shoot through the roof. <sighs> He could potentially be uh, the Philadelphia Eagles' next. Uh, <coughs> sorry, oh, you're potentially good, be the he could be the uh, Philadelphia Eagles' next Brian Dawkins because he seems like such a leader. Yeah, and uh, you know, 
we had Brian Dawkins, then, you know, Malcolm Jenkins became our defensive leader. And then, you know, he, he's, you know, went back to the Saints, but, you know, uh, this kid, he could be our next, uh, next, our next Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. As far as like on field general, you know, you know, leading this defense, you know. We have time for one more question, meaning I'm going to throw one out there for you. Josh Thornton wants to know if you were able to come in any promotion and manage or coach any current talents, who would you choose and why? <clears throat> if I could be well, a coach, if you could be, manage, let's just, let's keep it, let's keep it, uh, let's keep it easy. If you could go into any promotion and manage anyone right now, who would it be and why? <laughs> Keeping it simple for you. Dude, I love it with that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would love to be with the best friends. You know, just, uh, <laughs> You know that that group of misfits because I'm a misfit. You know, yeah. I, you know, as part of Ravens flock, I easily could have been part of the oddities. Yeah, uh, which which I still I feel know. was a missed. Uh, that was a, a dropped ball. I feel like that could have definitely yeah. been. Yeah, I think I could have added to the oddities. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> and then uh, you know, just to say, I teamed with Luna would have been awesome. Uh, and earthquake. Yeah, and you know, um, but. Uh, yeah, the best friends, you know, uh, Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy, Blue Meanie. Tony, you know, are you uh, listening? Are you listening, Tony? <laughs> Tony, are you listening? Uh, what's that? Whose song? Uh, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll uh, just change the lyrics up. But yeah. <laughs> now, uh, if I could just, I'm definitely not going to be in the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, you know, so they don't need to do, by the way, they don't need to do fucking nothing with that. Leave it exactly the way that it is. Let them continue exactly the way that they are and don't blow it because that shit. Did you watch Regal's fucking yeah. thing yep. on Twitter? Holy Santa Claus shit. Yeah. If they add one more person, I would say add Serena Deeb. Right. Just because, you know, just to, you can you use know, a woman in that group. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got a singles competitor. You got a, a tag team. Now you have somebody in the, for the women's division to be a part of the Blackpool Combat right. Club. Right. It's perfect. I, uh, I, I'm sort of afraid that they may kind of overdo the, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, but that can be another conversation for another day because next week, Meanie, it is Ask Meanie Anything for... Everything will just be asking Meanie questions. So make sure you tweet us your questions at Mind of the Meanie using the hashtag Ask Meanie, and you may hear your question on next week's episode. Meanie, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. If you would like to stalk me on social media, go to across all social media platforms Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, which I'm still uh, messing with, but I haven't quite figured it out. Go to at Blue Meanie BWO. If you would like to uh, support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie, where you could get uh, some great t-shirts. You can get uh, BWO shirts. You can get BWO guitar picks. You can uh, get a, a shoot video where I can uh, send you a cameo style uh, video. If you would like to just be old school and go uh, to Cameo, go to Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. I could do a uh, birthday wish Whatever wish. Uh, I've done some interesting ones this week, so and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but go to cameo.com slash Blue Meanie, BWO. If you would like to uh, smell good like the Blue Meanie, 
go to madcatbeardcare.com and get the blue spruce. Uh, they do, they're doing wonderful things over there at madcatbeardcare.com. If you're a cat lover like myself, go over there and uh, buy some blue spruce and help the kitties. Uh, but Mr. Uh, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Collar and Elbow, yes. the wrestling brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code Meanie and save 10% off. Uh, Rod Hicks and Al Snow have amazing things going on over there. They have a, they're having a little bit of a relaunch uh, with their site with some newer uh, T-shirts and hoodies and stuff that I modeled for their, uh, their website. So feel free to go over to collarandelbowbrand.com. Promo code Meanie, save 10%. Now, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Well, thank you, sir. And I also want to point out, in case anybody wasn't paying attention during WrestleMania, this year, you saw a collar and elbow, BWO shirt, smack dab in the front row, right there. Every single time I look for the BWO shirts, every time there's a major event. But thank you, Meanie. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ThisIsGoober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You can also check out my show, Foundation Radio, at foundationradio.net. And you can also follow us on Twitter at FND Radio Pod. Lots of great stuff to listen to there. Uh, you can also support the show by going to prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio and picking up a shirt there as well and support the program and help keep the lights on. Don't forget to join us here on Twitter at Mind of the Meanie, patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie to sign up and become a member of our illustrious family, the Pod Squad. Pod Squad, thank you so much for joining us each and every week as we record these shows for the Blue Meanie. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind of the Meanie. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue World Order. That was Blue Mini's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. Stop.